You know what? I gotta let it play out because I, I I don't like listening to myself. You know my replay, the replay. Yeah, still. jump on that. Alex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you could fool me. But but I listen to it and for some reason I'm talking over the music and the music louder than me. Well, I'm not talking over the music. I'm talking during the music and it's louder than I am. So I figure and I let it play out a little bit. So we need how to fade. Huh? We gotta yeah. fade the music. You need to talk to this guy who's running the show right now. I'm you need telling to you. Fade. I'm gonna get another. What is it, producer? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm gonna get another guy. I sent this guy some clips. Well, anyway, welcome to Kwame Training Sports comes Hall. on Wednesday. This well. is another Kwame Live Sports Hall. We got a full house. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska, and we got Sean Salisbury in here. He's, I don't know, Sean's got his coffee. He's laid back like. He just... I've done it a time or two, I think. But Sean. it's great to be on with you guys. Thanks for the invite, and I'll try not to muddy the waters. I'm here to be a good listener. That's what we want. The waters yeah, muddy. Water. Yeah, please yeah, muddy the, the water. Yeah. Muddy waters here. Sean, you had, did you have a show here or? Not here. Them? I might do a show on uh, at the uh, cdnetworks.com. I? I used to. Oh, cdnetworks.com. Uh, my, it's called Sean and Dave Unfiltered. It's at noon, well, eleven o'clock here Arizona time every day, uh, one Eastern. Let's and uh, it's a it's as unfiltered as it gets, so we we, <laughs> we, we, we get out. But then we need to get on your we show. Get, well, we exactly. Yeah. Where's the yes, freaking invite? Yes, yeah. yes, you do. Can you can you um, so, can you slip a few cuss words on the show? Oh, a few. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, I don't. I, in case kids are listening, I'm not some f bomb slang or anything. Yeah. Well, I can tell a guy's quite uh, full of. Okay. Yeah, I can say he's full of shit too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I'm, I don't I'm, mind it. No, I don't. Hey, because like, Alex sometimes I say he's full of it. I think honestly, <laughs> that I cannot wait till sometime when somebody gets a sports show on HBO, show Ooh. does it right to where right. you get there and you get to say. I'm pointing Man, at you. Man, can you believe what a bitch he is for missing that tackle? <laughs> we are on the air. <laughs> right that now, would be the highest rated show on the planet. Because I agree. Because yep. I'm working Ooh. on a format where you know you, it's a bunch of guys and just sitting in the lounge area just talking like. They have a, let me see, they have certain shows like that, but you can't get loose, to right. Sean's point. Right. You can't get loose like you want to. And not to make it a rated R show or a triple X show, because right. we were talking about strip clubs earlier before you we were. got on the air. You make it a real show is what you it is, the way people show. watch yeah. the sports thing. Yeah, like yeah. the guys at the bar mm-hmm. or female at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of females. I was going to say the guys? Yeah, you need a little female Guys to me are guys, like not yeah. just men. Mm-hmm. Like I say, hey, what's up, guys? That's everybody yeah. in the room. Got it. Word. But I'd agree. That's a stop telling Alex word. Word again. Word. It's a running hey, joke. It's, it's, it's morning. Let it run away, please. It's morning here in Arizona. It's probably known. It's known on the East Coast. This show is global, so we all over the world. So welcome to the show. But let me get some particulars out the way. Uh, March 11th, we have the uh, 2013 NFL Alumni Arizona Chapter Charity Golf Event benefiting NFL Alumni Inc. Various Phoenix-based, not just Phoenix. Let's, let me let me take this a little further than Phoenix because uh, anywhere in Arizona that need assistance, and, and what we do is raise a lot of money through the NFL alumni, uh, and I personally like to donate it to charities, but I also like to take care of my own. And my own are guys who made the NFL, NFL what it is. Uh, I don't ask questions of why you need the money, uh, but it's not like a bank where you can keep coming to get it, but I don't ask questions. Some guys have personal problems. The thing with us is we too prideful, we scared to ask for help, and it, it, I don't act. That's why I don't ask the questions. It is what it is. So we serve in our community. 
Uh, it's at the Legacy Legacy Golf Course, uh, 10 a.m. tea time, shotgun, 8 a.m. registration. Uh, the Legacy Golf Resort, 6808 South 32nd Street. That's in Phoenix, Arizona. So if you're out in the Valley, you're out in Arizona, sign up and join us. You can reach myself or you can reach Cindy Liska at 702-572-7173. And who might potentially be showing up at this tournament guys like sean salisbury may be there mm. uh, you know we get a bunch of guys uh all the local guys from arizona got a few guys coming out of town may show up uh, to do it. it's gonna be fun cool. it's gonna be a fun event um so you still got time to sponsor but we want to shut the deadline off on march 1st and what do you win if you win the tournament as i take a sip of my coffee we win <laughs> <laughs> the winning team of the 2013 nfl alumni arizona chapter uh, golf Classic will compete in the Super Bowl of Golf for Super Bowl of Golf for a Super Bowl of Golf ring. That's April twenty seventh, twenty thirteen. The Fafsen will stay at Rosen Shingle Creek Hotel. That's in Orlando, Florida, and play at Disney Magnolia Golf Course. And it's my responsibility to get you there and have a great time. I've been there eight times, probably. Don't have the Super Bowl of Golf ring. I, I won't say Super <laughs> Bowl ring. That's just a travesty. You don't it, cheat it well enough. That's all. You know what? No, it's his team's there fault. There's no cheating. It's not. It's not my team's fault. In it's, golf, there's always cheating. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I, that's why I, I got to create a format where I know you're gonna cheat, but somehow it's gonna be balanced out where everyone has a chance. Guys are cheating golf for real. Can I give you a hint? Yeah. Give me just a hint. Because, just just a, uh, on that a little bit, because I did my tournament for about 12 years. Is hire when I say hire, I have volunteers. Uh, that are scorekeepers. You know what? I, but I, volunteers need twice. to understand golf. Right. I, yeah, yeah, because we had a bunch of mm-hmm. idiots uh, doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because they just sit there and say, you know, the, 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 what would you get? Yeah. yeah and I got to say a two on a par five. Yeah, we right. double eagled from the middle of the fairway at 300 yards. It'll yeah. cost you to have the two. Get, a, get, a, get out the cart and walk to the green with these guys. Right. And um, figure out their score. Yeah. But you have to know, like Deborah said, you have to know something about golf. I've tried that, but people were getting paid off. And mm-hmm. it doesn't make it fair. So now you can't have people that are a bit intimidated by the athlete. That's right. the problem. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. What's there to know about golf besides one, two, three, four? I mean, it's really not that difficult. Count the strokes. Well, with Kwame, you got to worry about it, hitting it out of bounds in the water. That's about that yeah. point. Drop yeah. balls, all that. And some guys at those tournaments will take six mulligans. They'll three. Hit, yeah. you know, they hit a third but here's, shot. Here's what know. I did, Sean. There's no mulligans. Uh, you can be in the mulligan, so <laughs> you don't have a reason to say, "Oh, we we can hit another one." There's no mulligans. And now, if you only got three people or four people in your group. You only hitting four shots. You don't get an extra shot. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. So is it uh, is it best ball or is it is it hit and everybody go to the best shot? It's um, a four man scramble. It is four man scramble okay. best ball. So um, um, I like to shamble out. Um, mm-hmm. Some most times you hit and then everybody plays their own ball. But I, when that group is small, like an eighteen you know, team group. That's when that works best. And it can also out. take a long time if you got a lot of groups exactly. because some guy may be a hack in the group and he's hitting it all over the map. Exactly, you know? exactly. And no, and no muggling. Definitely uh, that, wouldn't be in Kwame's group then, would he? You know what? Will you stop drinking your coffee when long. I'm trying to talk to you? <laughs> you stop looking in my mouth area. You only know I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> all right, let's yeah, get, keep <laughs> your eyes up by his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, stay, let's stay on this golf. Let's stay on this golf. I got a few things. Scottville. The caddy for uh, Brent Snedeker. Uh, now, here's the standard rate for for caddies. And I, I looked up this on the Internet. 10% for win, 7% for top 10, 5% for everything else. If you're good. So imagine the top 10 guys, caddies, they making a lot of money just for carrying it. That's not just for carrying it back because the caddy put in a lot of work. But he's ranked 44th right now on the money list in caddy. Not in caddying, but guys is actually going out there and playing. Who pays their expenses? 
they, they pay, do. They pay their own expenses. All their travel and all they, they that. Okay, so we're looking at net effect, yeah. not the yeah. yeah not so, the but he, but right now he's ranked forty fourth on a money list, and right. And, and he's a caddy. And he's a caddy. You know what's interesting? I like Sned- that. Mm-hmm. Snedeker this year so far, I believe, is two two seconds and a first. Yeah, yep. he's he's mm-hmm. so he moved up to fourth in the rankings. He has one win, two seconds that. If he wasn't playing behind Tiger or Phil, and they were just hot that day, he's he has three wins at this point. If that's not the case, and he came in third, and then he made the so he had five rounds of golf, uh, five tournaments. The, the first one, or what, yeah, the first one, he made the cut, but he didn't place, you know, in the top five or top three. But this guy, his caddy right now has three hundred thousand dollars. That's five tournaments. That's, that's shabby. That's and not I, shabby. I think that Snedeker right now, from my money. And, and I'm, I'm unfortunately one of those golf nutbags that'll sit in front of the TV on Sunday and Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Oh, me too. It's is, the best. It's not better I, than baseball. I, for, for, hey, for a one-tournament thing, and I don't care what tournament it is, you can give me Rory McIlroy as much as I like Tiger, Phil. Uh, consistency-wise, I'm telling you what, Snedeker, can be, Snedeker might be the best player in the world was right it, now. Was it last year? Well, yeah. yeah. He won the FedEx Cup last year. Yeah. yeah. Was so it he's last there. Year? Yeah, what was that, the $10 million payoff yeah. at the end of the Over season? Over 10 yeah. years, yeah. And at this rate, he'll get it again. If he just stay on course, uh, the way he's playing golf right now, this guy's on fire. I'm I'm picking him to win one of the majors. And people people discount him just because of kind of how he looks. He's not, he's not like a, a sexy player you want to follow, like – he just looks like a normal dude. He's like a Bubba Watson. Yeah. They're just exemplary at their craft. Bubba's up and down a lot more. He's just consistent. He's like a Steve Stricker. He just well, plays, and, and, and he wins. Well, that's the key word, like Sean said, was the consistency, is that if you can stay, you don't have to win every tournament. Just stay consistent and stay yeah. up in that top group, and you'll win more than the guys that are you the know, winning the tournaments. Between, and the difference between the guy who's number 80 on the list and number one is that Snedeker's making eight-foot putts and some of the other guys are missing. Right, right. Because right. from tee to green, they're all pretty damn good. Uh, absolutely. Right. But 100 yards in, when they're dialed Just in and hitting wedges game. in there and knocking yeah. it close, and he's right now he's staying. You know, we've all been in a situation, whether it's football, Kwame, mm-hmm. when you're, you say, man, I don't feel like I can cover anybody. I don't feel like I can catch anything. I don't feel like I can throw it to anybody. We've had those days. And then there's those days you say, I'll play with my eyes closed. You can't defend right. me. Yeah, right. and, and, or a good <laughs> shooter that's going through that rhythm. And right yeah. now, I, I don't believe Snedeker in his mind thinks he can be beat if he decides he's – he, he's and, showing and up. And that's a great feeling. You, you get into those zones where, it's, um, you know, some at the end of the day you might have four interceptions in one game. It, right. It's just the house. <laughs> Pick that name <laughs> up. I know how to throw four interceptions in one game. <laughs> uh, Craig Willingham does too. <laughs> he knows how to throw them. But, you, but you're right. You get into those zones where you can't miss a putt. And guys who can play golf real well, and I played with some professional guys that were shooter 63, mm. But those same guys that shoot 63 are not professionals. They're trying to get on tour, and the thing they can't do is what Sean said, you can't putt. Right. It's difficult to go out there and say, this putt right here is worth $500,000. They can't putt, and they can't do it under pressure. Well, under pressure. isn't the yeah, whole they get to those last nine. day one is jive for show, putt for dough, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a perfect case in point when you're talking about long drive champions. Right. Mm-hmm. Been to those turns, you play, then the guy comes in your group, and you're like, Dude, you you could hit it 420, but from the from about 110 to in, he's useless. You can pee down right. your leg the yeah. whole time. He can't yeah. get to the, he can't knock it in the hole. And you're right, those guys who consistently put it in play and hit it close, yeah, and and believe they can hit it close. And I've always thought the believability in what you do is more important Ooh. than what you do in any sport. You sound and like Deborah. Like yeah, it's, and that's it's true. And that's, play, and that's playing it moment to moment. Yeah. I mean, to realize that at every moment it's about the shot that you're playing right here, right now. Not the last one, not the next one, but the one you've got right now in front of you. And I think the best players in the world in any sport, a guy who strikes out three times, the fourth time he comes up is able to keep it in the moment. It's that's like right. golf. I mean, 
you know, I, I'm one of those guys, you snap hook a shot, and it's frustrating me for three shots later. Yeah. Right. Uh, Snedeker right now, and guys like that hit a shot, kind of smirk it off, say, ah, oh, it's, yeah. and well, bam. It happens, because yeah. yeah. it happens. Right. And I, I, I sure. got, when I became a better golfer, I got out of that point. I used to get mad. I'm like, what am I getting mad for? I'm not even a professional. Mm. I don't practice enough. So I'm, I'm, there's a good chance I'm going to hit that shot. So I just go on to the next one. And when I start keeping my uh, anger probably more disappointment together, mm-hmm. I started playing well. I right. started getting myself out of trouble. It's well, unlike any other sport. When you're playing football, you get angry and it, it's, or basketball, and you get right. back into your game. And golf's the one mm-hmm. sport where anger cannot enter into right. it because you grip well, that club harder. Well, the thing, too, in the other sports with, with golf, you're walking from your ball to the, next, to the next shot. Right. So I teach my guys how to, number one, have a quick recovery, but number two, get back into their natural rhythm as to how they play. Right. When you're playing football or basketball or something like that, you can change yep. your state so quickly because you're moving your body, and when you move your body, you can also change the mind and the thoughts a lot quicker. I need to spend a lot of time with her in my life. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I said that more than once. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a new man so in about eight <laughs> minutes. Hey, I, I sat on the couch with Deborah. That's right. I'm, the, I'm one of those guys that by the time I'm done with them, I got the psychologist sitting on a couch. That's well, the problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Hey, have you, let me tell you a hey, quick you story say, about it. Wait, and you oh, say uh, uh, yeah. uh, skyrockets in flight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's usually morning, afternoon, and evening delight. I'm that screwed up. <laughs> You know, I, as long you as got, you get to light, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> Quick story, out here at the Phoenix Open, and you guys know this. I mean, you've got Ooh. golfers and everybody in here has played. Mm. The thought when you're up close with these guys and realize how good mm-hmm. they are. I was at the Phoenix Open one year, and Tom Lehman's a Minnesota guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was there, you know, when I lived in Minnesota. And so he called me inside the ropes with his caddy. And he's hitting five irons, and Jim Flick was his teaching coach mm. at the time. And he's hitting five irons like iron by I'm telling you, about 210, slight draw, balls hitting full four feet, five feet from the plastic, and he's tinkering every shot. Mm. And I'm mystified. And then I go down to Scott Simpson, who's a USC guy. He's hitting the ball, and he goes, Sean, watch this. And, he's, and the gallery, you know how the Phoenix Open Gallery behind the range is getting big. So he goes, watch this. He goes, I'm going to have some fun with the crowd. <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching him, and he's play, got balls, and he's got like an eight iron in his hand. And or seven iron, and he starts. He tops the ball on purpose. Now, try topping it. Well, I top it without that's me, but tough, I don't yeah. know. Tough try to do. go there and try to top it yeah, on purpose. You can't do that's it. Tough to and do. And so he yeah. took about twenty swings where he topped the ball and go like three feet in front of him. And he said, "Take a look at the crowd behind me, Sean." And he'd set up and do his normal routine, top it and go three feet in front of him. And they're behind him, like looking like, "How's this dude on the PGA Tour?" You know, Scott's <laughs> right. been in the U.S. Open, won a U.S. Open, <laughs> and he's pounding. And I'm thinking, how do you do that? I said, I can do that on the course when I'm not trying. Right. But I'm talking about for 20, 25 straight shots. He's he topping it. Topping the top of the ball, and it goes this. All the balls were in about a four four foot circle. And I'm thinking, these fans behind him think that this guy has absolutely right. no business being on PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. I just the, do the it when it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Isn't it wrong to practice? Bad shots. No, though? when he's been good, wait, wait, can you top the ball four times at will without without thinking about it? Guys, top they top the ball and they try not to do it. He's trying to do it, so that's a that's a skill set in Baseball itself. Baseball players don't practice striking out. <laughs> but I'll bet you that. But I bet, you know when they play pepper, like they they play pepper. They take that half swing. There's a way. I mean, they do all. People do all. Guys catch the ball behind their back. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. see those guys? Yeah. Just a little yeah. treat and to, to screw with the fans, and he screwed with my mind. All right, we'll do this. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska. We got Sean Salisbury in the studio. We'll be back in the near future. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. It's a club atmosphere. We're just gonna let it play for a while. We got our I think they got a margarita and I got a shot of crown and uh, Alex drinking coffee. Break this bitch down! (laughs) (laughs) So I don't water, but I think that's water. It might be vodka. I don't know. (laughs) And you never will. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, welcome back to the show. This second segment where we have uh, Clancy Corner. But before that, let me get into some more particulars, I think it is. Uh, Sons Hoop Night. Let me see. Let me. uh, Sons have. Hoops? Yeah, no, shut up, Cindy. <laughs> Not that they hit. Hey, hey, no, this, this, is, is, the, this is a good thing that they're losing. This Just is anyways. a well, a first round draft pick is not gonna matter. Oh yeah, well, this is the whole. Oh, really? This it's is the whole thing. Matter. They traded Steve Nash. This is this is the rebuilding process. Fourteenth annual celebrity waiter benefiting Suns Hoop Night. It is seventy five dollars general admission tickets, which would be fun. Two hundred dollar VIP tickets. It is Thursday, February twenty fourth, twenty thirteen, six p.m. to ten p.m. Marley Sports Grill, Old Town, Snotsdale, uh, 4425 North Saddleback Trail, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85251. It is a good donation. You can donate today. Uh, you can reach out to Shannon Smith, executive, executive director of Suns Night Hoops. It's a good atmosphere. I had Shannon on the show probably three years, but it, it, it's a good atmosphere. I'm probably going to show up and do – I'm not going to – Waiter, but I'm gonna get in the atmosphere. The atmosphere is good because I want to get some of Sean's water. You're not gonna waiter. I want to get some. some of Sean's water. Most water costs like a buck thirty nine a bottle. Mine costs one hundred and thirty nine a bottle. Oh, you got There's a stuff. reason. There's a reason. Really... I was at the Suns game two nights ago, guys, against uh, Oak City. Yeah, a buddy of mine has season tickets down. You know, watching from the raft, you're down there close. You start to watch, and you get. And I'm a huge basketball fan. And I don't mean this district. Well, I don't have to preface it. They blow. Yeah. <laughs> no. They, no. I'm no, going to tell you something, guys. I think the word suckage. I, I'm telling you right now that that's a bad basketball team. And that, I don't that, think that, one that, more that, guy's going to matter. That, that, no, that, but, that is a bad – no, no, about six more may matter, but not one. Right. Yeah, well, but, uh, I mean, look at Oklahoma City. Like with Seattle, when Kevin Durant there their first year, they stunk. They moved to OKC. They drafted Russell Westbrook. The next year they drafted James Harden, and then they were good. That's how basketball progresses. Okay. Now that comes to the okay. front office being able to get sure. Durant, yeah, Westbrook. This is what you've been and, saying. You've and, been saying this for a while, Alex. They, I think both of us have. 
every time they get somebody, they let them go. Right. right. And and I think Robert Sarver, yes, definitely has something to do with it. The ownership, the suits upstairs, granted, absolutely. But you have a nice young nucleus, if used correctly. They're talking about trading Jared Dudley for Mon Shumpert in New York. And he's a good long player. He's really yep. athletic. They need athleticism. Michael Beasley needs to not get yelled at every time he has a bad game. Let him. He's a sensitive one. He's like Lamar Odom there's and no Delonte Wiss. Yes, there, there is. Okay, there's no maybe no. There's more. There's right more there. sensitivity in sports where there aren't helmets involved because you can actually see the people. <laughs> it's true. But, but let me ask you this, Alex. And I, and I watch. And I'm glad. I'm so glad you said that. And I have to. I'm glad. To, because you make great points, and Shumpert is a good, I mean, he is long and a good and an athlete. I'm watching this team, and I focused on Beasley much of the night. Because mm-hmm. when, when he came in, an awful game. Mm-hmm. Good, good gracious. That, that, he, first of all, he couldn't have dropped it in the hoop if he was laying in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there's an attitude problem with this kid. Thank and you. number one is he can't cover me. Right, no, Two that's is true. he plays the perimeter. Remember in college, case, all Kansas he was State? was physical. Down low. He, he'd play with his back to the basket. He'd back him in and do it. Now it seems to me he wants to be... LeBron James, and he wants to play on the perimeter and be a two instead sure. of what he is now. And, and, and the, the physicality is gone. Now, I'll tell you when he gets physical, when a guy beats him to the hoop and scores, neck on the way down the floor, he throws a, an elbow into his chest. So and he did that shot. too. There, he's a cheap yeah, shot. Yeah, which to me, he's a. I, I look at him, I think, what a waste of talent. If somebody can get to his head, like right. you, and Hello. take it because he is extremely gifted. But he's completely out of place on that basketball court when he's playing where he's playing. And I know he's an undersized he guy. He's an undersized but, four. He has but that's okay. Charles Barkley was, too. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean. Explosive, but I'm talking about an explosive jumper. Charles wasn't the best on the other end of the floor, but at least he worked at it. It looks to me like when Beasley's getting beat around. And sensitive, I understand sensitivity. into the turtle tank. Yes. I can't have a guy regardless of how, I'm not in the feel-good business. I understand. I'm just not. And I just well, am, and I, I'm, for me, a talented guy. But of every, you can't treat all the players the same. You're exactly right. But I also can't have a guy who every other night, like on the golf course, I can't have a guy who I expect to be a player become a bitch on a regular basis. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I like emotions. I, I like emotions. So do I. But not sensitivity. <laughs> not pouting. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. not yeah. sensitivity. Yeah. Sure. Now, Beasley don't take the time to work on his craft because at Kansas State, that's all he did was back guys down. So now, On pure talent alone. On and size. Alone, but yeah, he was playing. He was in the Big 12. And he, he was intense as hell, too. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes. It's easy to, when you're winning to be intense. Well, and wasn't Frank long. his coach, too? Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a great coach who was intense Where as hell. Where did he go to Miami when he left uh, but, Kansas State? Was that the first team? Because he got drafted in the first round of Miami. Then he went on a crazy tear. Yeah. And not Minnesota. He just came from Minnesota. Okay. But going He's on back, about his fourth team right now. Right. But yeah. going back to your comment that, you know, when you're when you're winning, it's easy to get motivated. That's a bunch of bullshit. Again, you're supposed to be mo- you're supposed to be able to self-motivate. Well, I mean, in go theory. To a, go in to theory. A, yeah, but it, well, no, 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 in reality, I mean, this is a guy you go to an AA meeting, which is for attitude yeah. adjustment. You adjust your attitude, right. get your ass back in the game, and start playing like you know how to play. Okay, he's he's been with this team for 40-some-odd games now, okay? okay? He's gone through two coaches. This is his second coach. He didn't play at all when he came here because he had three bad games and they threw him in the doghouse. He can he he's put up he's putting up twenty six and eight one night and five and three the next night. So there's some sort of disconnect, but he has the talent. We know we I all agree well, on that. Let me tell you why I don't I don't agree That's with that. That's why I watched him so close. This I want to see. But this is why I don't agree with that, because when guys and we're talking basketball, but when guys leave teams from football, they go to another program, they expect it to pick up right now and play. There's got been superstars guys especially. Yeah, pick up and play right now. So this is fourth t- fourth team, so he's been in the league for what eight nine years? No, less than that. He's been like in about five or he's six. on his third or fourth team in about six yeah. years. Okay, six years. And in the also, league. you know the game. You just got to find out where you fit right, in. Right, and stop trying to do. Find out where you fit in, especially when you go to a new team. Alex, right. how long do you give him? 
I give him I give him a full year with this team. I would start him. I don't know why I don't know why they're not starting him. I put him at the three, and then you have Gortat and Luis Scola down low. Jared Dudley and Goran Dragic are the one and two. Why not just give the kid a shot and let him play thirty five minutes for three games and see what happens? Well, it depends on who that coach is. I mean, why and not give some guys can some guys play better? As but a Lindsey Hunter, I think, is going to be if they give him a chance. They're not going to give him a chance. I listen. Alvin Gentry is too nice. He's a great coach, but when you need to win now, he's not the guy to do it because he doesn't motivate like Greg Popovich okay. does. And, and well, Alex, let, let me go back to, to that. I don't need to motivate grown men. And, my fully, and, I, and I've always been like that with you when people say, how good was the motivational speech? Hell, screw the motivational speech. If I'm getting paid that kind of money walking my ass out on the field to put it on the line, then I darn well better know that I don't need well, somebody a, to get me motivated. And a motivational sure. speech lasts as long as the motivational the speech. Yeah. But once you get under pressure, you're screwed. And once somebody hits you in the mouth once. Alex, so with that... And I, I love the point you're making, but you just said that the gentry too soft, right? Yes. So my question is for a guy who apparently is mentally soft, as we know that. With the, the, Beasley? The, yes. The, 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 here's the odd thing. When Frank was coaching him in college, he, was, he got the most out of him, and Frank's a hard ass. Then you go to Minnesota, the NBA and you go Minnesota. here and now. So what kind of guy does he need? If he if he's sensitive to criticism, he's never going do you got to have a guy that rubs him on the like like the boot? I mean, I'm I'm not being a smart. I'm asking because no, 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 no. I watch him and I'm thinking I I want a guy who can look me in the face and respect me if I'm his coach, but say you know what I don't need you to pat me on the back, a kick in my I'm gonna go play. Yeah. I and, think and he, when does he take I, accountability I, I, for his game? I, I think he needs words. to be he that's, needs to be embarrassed by a coach. No, I think crazy. he needs no. I think he needs. As Sean said, he needs a coach, a militaristic coach like he had in college, like a Greg Popovich, that'll get his ass in gear. If I'm because the coach, he's not on my team. If he's, <laughs> if, if he's responsible for himself, that coach is responsible for getting the most that he possibly can out of his players, correct? Because right. yes. that's correct. what he's there for. Right. And I'll tell you right now, he's, when you say coach embarrass him, and, and maybe that'll happen. I can tell you right now, watching him the other night, because I was Beasley yeah. fan of college, he, he's getting embarrassed enough by the players on the court. He it doesn't matter who he guards. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I, played at, I tried to play at a high level because... I figured where I'm from, I figured I can't go back home. I can't right. go back home. So I played at a high level. I didn't need any coach. I had five, six coaches coaching me. I didn't need any coach telling me what my job was. What's the game plan? That's all I need to know. What's the game plan? How do I fit in? Where, where are my teammates on the left or right of me? Where do I, where do I need to be to get my job done? I had a coach in college told me, tell me, Bob Fellows at the University of Kansas, Pulled me in his office, told me, go to the store, get a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread. I thought he was crazy. I'm like, Sesame I'm not going. Street. Yeah, I'm not going to the store. His point of the story was to tell me on the field, you probably can do everybody's job in the secondary. Do your job and we'll win games. That's right. I'm trying to well, do too it, much. He's not, he's not um, perfecting his craft as a post guy who has athletic ability that none of those guys will be able to defend him. Now he wants to shoot jumpers. Work on that later. We watched LeBron go from an outside shooter that wasn't working back people down that works, now he's, he's perfected the craft of shooting jumpers one of, one of the big things that is a stigma towards him is he was a second overall pick in the draft. So he has this innate uh, responsibility to be better than everybody th- than he is now. When you get and that's, that's not fair, because behind Derrick Rose, who's been exemplary since he's been in the league as a rookie, he's brought that team back from the dead. Michael Beasley just doesn't have that. He doesn't but have he, that. He doesn't, and he's not like, this isn't this isn't like a huge thing in the NBA. There's very few people that are very overtly sensitive 
towards these kind of things and towards failure. I don't but believe in a draft. Is, but life okay. isn't fair, period. Right. It's just not freaking fair. It doesn't I, matter it, who you are and what you do. And you've got to have guys that are playing at this level, making that kind of money that can self-motivate. They have to understand who they are, what they need in order to motivate themselves. And if you've got a coach that's screaming at you and you don't like screaming, you better learn how to handle it. If you've got a guy who's patting you on the back all the time and you need to get motivated by somebody screaming at you, you better figure out how to do that for yourself. And, but it takes time more it takes time more time for certain people to evolve. And he's been in the league. Well, he's how gotten much time, how he's, much time he's, time he's believe, believe, it, believe it or not, he's gotten better every year he's been in the league. He probably has because he's been uh, so four teams. It takes it takes I give him two more years before people write him off. Let him play. As I said before, give him starter minutes and prove that he can't play. That's a long time. He needs to prove he can play to get the starter minutes. That's a long time in a league. Where yeah. there's only five people on a court from each team at the same well, time. The Suns, I, I could start for the Suns. <laughs> well, well he's in the right, in the right the place Suns. right now. Beasley's in the right place to perfect his skill, his talent with the Suns while they're playing this way. Whether you come off the bench now, come off the bench, where do I fit in this team? Yeah. How do I get the most out of me and the team, and how can we win? And when he's, able to add, when he's able to have that attitude towards it, he may play better basketball. He may play better. Because there's a selfishness. You can just see there's a selfishness about him and a poutiness about him because I loved him coming out of college. He was an undersized beast. You yes. know, he'd, get to the, he'd get to the rim, he'd rebound, he'd get some offensive rebounds, and then he found out that the guys at the next level were pretty damn talented yeah. too where the two guard could uh, cover uh, your head. We're going to take a break, but you, oh. are, you hey. Go through it. No, we're going to take Go a break. Go through but, it. But, but Sean, was, he says what I say all the time. When you, you, there are eight guys on your college team that outstanding, but when you get to the next level, the lead, wherever that lead is, Everybody at that position is supposed to be good. He is a good team away from being Earl Clark if he goes to a good team. Kwamala Sports Talk, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to some Michael Vick when we get back, too. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get you, you can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them. But you won't take this thing out 
Oh, right, he's fading the music. Not a boy. But Eminem, you got to run it longer. Yeah, that's Jeffrey's segment right there. Damn, dude. This is a segment we have down and dirty, but we're going to talk about Michael Vick. Oh, he's still playing. Okay. Now, okay, well, you know we talked we we talked everything across the board. I do want to talk about Michael Vick, and I do want to talk about the uh, South Carolina defensive end, whether he should sit out or go pro, or mm. not. I'm sorry, he can't go pro. Whether he should sit out or play or play, play. or play. Yeah. That, and that's a bit. We just go real quick on that. But Michael Vick takes a uh, he restructures his deal. He does a one year, ten million dollars. His deal was, I think it ran out in 2016. Uh, he's the only quarterback that we know of. Uh, D, can you take that? Noah's out the background, please. While we're on the air, we global, baby. <laughs> We're making he it. Take the, uh, <laughs> he's the only quarterback <laughs> that we know of that has two $100 million deals, and really, I, I don't think he lived up to any of mm-hmm. those deals. Because of a lot of the nonsense he did in Atlanta, which I thought in Atlanta all you had to do was tell the truth. Tell Arthur Blank the truth for what we do in Virginia, and that is done. Then you, you would have got out of that. You would have got out not having to tell a lie. Here in um, Philadelphia, he gets another deal coming out of – Coming out of Fed, Fed, doing Fed time, uh, prison. Uh, but again, he haven't lived up to this deal. Now his coach Andy Reid is in Kansas City. You get Chip Kelly on here. I think the one-year deal was genius on both of their parts. Restructured deal, one-year, ten million dollars. Because of what RG3 is doing in Washington, because of what Colin, Colin Kaepernick is doing in um, San Francisco, and what Michael Vick does with his legs, uh, and he can throw, but what he mostly does with his legs, able to create and sustain play, um, I think Chip sees this. So this is a one-year deal that let's see if this works out. But I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to they need to find a backup quarterback because this is a one-year deal. They need to polish up Nick Foles or uh, whomever they're going to get in the draft. I don't, I don't really see anybody. Alex mm-hmm. loved to get the guy from USC. Do, no, do you think that all. they're going to draft Geno Smith now because oh, they gave him a one-year Geno deal? Smith will no, be Philly. Good. I'm saying yeah, Philly. I know. Because then you can trade Nick Foles or keep him. Keep Nick Foles. You know, and then you have three serviceable quarterbacks with two guys that you know, could, could potentially be. Now, and first of all, with Michael Vick, the reason why – this kind of, he Michael Vick would not have been in Philadelphia if Chip Kelly's not the coach. Correct. Oh, no, he oh, 100%. Because of the 100%. system, he gets that. Yes, 100%. that's number one. Number two is, to run that system that they're about to run, you better have three. Yeah, it's true. Because now people say San Francisco, but one thing we know, Kaepernick still beats you from the pocket. I mean, they're not going to run that 35 times. And eventually and defenses are like. going to start to do what we did against the option when you'd have to cut the veer and the, and the wishbone. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit the quarterback every damn time he comes down the line of scrimmage. So what about going after a Dennis Dixon? Yeah. And Pittsburgh. What about trying to make a trade? Pittsburgh and has them, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. And with the Nick Foles. That was talked about. With yeah. a Nick Foles situation. Or why not, and, and, you know, don't think Chip Kelly, who had Johnny Manziel, a year from now Manziel's eligible. Yeah. Because he'll be a, he'll be a, a second-year sophomore. He'll be a, and so he can go, and that's perfect sophomore. for that. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get to a point where there's going to be depth. I'll tell you what, for a third guy, I'm surprised Philadelphia hasn't gone after Tim Tebow. To return for, for you know depth, what? T- for depth, because that's we, about well, the only place he can this, be. We talked right. About well, this now with Chip Kelly there, well, that's yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, no, absolutely. It, makes, uh, absolutely. it makes Tim Tebow relevant again. I said Tim Tebow can't play quarterback. He can't sit there and drop back in the pocket. Now Tim Tebow can do what he did, does what he do did best in college. He yes. can come back. This Fits. is this is offense now, and he's durable. He's and durable. He's tough. That Michael Vick is taking hits. I don't want my quarterback taking hits all year. So you got to have a good backup. Dixon is a great option. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers will benefit from this. They'll get a draft pick. And what they do in Philadelphia, if they're going to run that uh, midpoint offense, 
then Dominic Dixon is a perfect fit or a backup. And you mentioned Geno. Geno would be good. But at the same time, if you're a backup quarterback in the National Football League anyway, I don't care what offense you're running, you're going to play during the season. And Geno has been – and people have – it's almost like RG3. Everybody called him a running quarterback. The truth of the matter is – He can throw. I studied RG3. I watched every throw he made the year before he came in the NFL in college. Every throw. The guy, I'm telling you what, he's a right-handed Steve Young. He's far better. He's as good in the pocket as he is outside of it. Great. He's, he's a pocket passer first and an option runner second. He right, just does it so well. And it'll be the same for – see, Geno Smith. Geno Smith is a true stand in the pocket yeah. to deliver he's the ball. 40, 40, see, I would trade Nick Foles. I'm a Foles fan. I'd trade his butt to here in Arizona. I, Nick Foles can play. Put Arizona's him in a system. Not any more Philadelphia quarterbacks. I, I know. I, I know you're right. But <laughs> he can, Nick's that. a big <laughs> six five, six five and a half, two hundred forty pounder. Find somewhere like Jacksonville. Go. You can get yourself a second Who's round pick Jacksonville, for Nick Foles. Uh, Blaine Gabbard is in Jacksonville. Yes, right? and he can't yeah. play. Yeah. He can't and play. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Chad Henney is better than Blaine Gabbard. But Chad would, Henney's serviceable, Nick, and he is no, better yeah. than Gabbard. Nick, oh. Nick Foles will probably be better. In why Jacksonville. not if you're? Why not if you're? If you're uh, Andy Reid. Why not go that trade, trade for Nick Foles? That is your guy. And then yeah. take that. Now you trade for Nick Foles. You got your guy. You don't have to. Now you still have your first pick. You gave up your second round yep. pick for Foles. You can go get a defensive guy. You got your starting quarterback. You can get rid of Castle or anybody else you want, or keep yeah. Castle as your backup and make him take a pay cut. Castle, you take got him Nick. Back. He's yes. a backup playing. Yes, starting. he is. And you get Nick Foles. You, you you get your guy, and what happens when Nick Foles walks in other than a college guy? He knows he, the system no, right off the bat. So it's yeah. no, it's and no learning why, curve. Why, why not? That's the and, perfect and, situation. And if it doesn't work in Philly, Michael Vick will be in Kansas City next year potentially. So he could, have his yep. whole, he could have his whole quarterback crew, same system, easier division. I'd well, go offer a second or a three to, to – to, uh, I'd offer him a three first since Michael Vick's still there Philly? to Philadelphia yeah. and say we'll give you a third-round draft pick for Nick Foles. And, and if I was Kansas City, I'd jump on it now because there's no quarterback in this draft. And I love Barkley. That's worth the first pick of this draft. No, I think Kansas City has a defense where if you bring a guy who knows your offense, you run, you go right into a smooth transition instead of trying to get a guy in Castle or a guy out of the college ranks uh, trying to learn his offense and holding us back a camp. Right, and or, the West or, Coast offense is tough to learn early. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then Philly also, if they have that fifth pick, they can get that offensive tackle from Texas A and M and start to actually build an offensive Jekyll. line. Yep. Yeah. So let me ask you guys. We won't, we won't get into down and dirty, but let me ask you guys this: This offense works well with uh, Michael Vick and Chip Kelly. What, do you resign them? Because uh, absolutely. Oh, if, I mean, if it works for, like you expect it to, yeah, absolutely. Or two or three. I'd sign him for, you know, you, you, give, you give him a three-year deal, Make it a but you don't win. give him a whole lot up front, right. yeah. and so you can cut him anytime you yeah. want. Right. As long as it's, I give him another 10 up front. I give him 10 up front. That's not this a whole is lot for be... a quarterback. Quarterbacks get paid. It's not, a, it's not a lot. Give him 10 up front. I'm just saying, if this deal, this one year, 10, year, 10 million, works out in this offense, and it looks like, man, one more year, we'd be right where we have to be. Mm-hmm. We can be San Francisco 49ers. You probably have the most electric running back. In the NFL, especially and quarterback. P- oh no, Lashawn McCoy. I oh, think yeah, he's yeah. the best running back in but, the NFL. But think about my this: opinion. Alfred he's... Morris and RG three. That's the same offense. Yeah, like those same caliber guys. Either this is going to be absolutely catastrophic, and Philadelphia Eagles will not have a football team anymore, or it's going to be one of the best things that ever happens to the NFL. What a fan! I think. I think it's, it's, it's hungry the... right now. Pardon? Vic's got to be hungry right now to get out there and show. Well, that he gets a fresh start. Play. Andy Reid was I'm the scapegoat. They kept him. I'm bothered by Vic sitting out six weeks now. I'm not. I don't. Now he never had an offensive line. But that guy kind of laid Vic down on the ground, and he missed six ga- six weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, that is crazy. Yeah. That means he didn't want to play anymore. That's right. That that's what that looked like to me. And he's from what same place I'm he's from. Backing and, off and backing and down. We I had this conversation yesterday. You can't come back home when you play like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm scared to play soft. Or I didn't miss practice. I didn't miss games. I'm scared to do that because like 
there's some guys better than me at home right now right. who will take this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Better than me, yeah. I am right now today. And I can remember, take the, and take, I can remember Vic last year when his during the off season was it last year? I think it was during the off season when I read articles and stuff about him watching films to see all the things that he did wrong. And to me, that's the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. You need to notice what you did wrong. But when you watch him over and over again, you're just setting that shit up in your mind that you're going to be at the opportunity shot. to do it again. Sean's quarterback. He's shell shot. You mm. saw that guy, the defense end. First of all, they scared to hit quarterbacks because of the fine, and the NFL is so stupid, and they want to widen the field like guys not going to get hurt. I'm still going to knock you out across the <laughs> I, All exactly. you're doing is giving guys more space to get a, a full right. head of steam up. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you can that run might, faster I'll tell you, I'm harder. getting concerned yeah. about Commissioner Goodell's thought process. He's an idiot. I like, you so, know what? I hope he called we, we, we better start brain scanning his concussions because right now he's doing – we're take the kicker – Kickoff possibly out of the game and let me a game changer. This, you know what? Save it. We got Xbox. Listen Stop to this. Yeah. Oh, Listen to yeah. this. You take the kickoff out of the game. Yeah, well. Then, then Baltimore don't get I, that jump after, on Yeah, after Jacoby and I Jones' guess Hester's back, career's over. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know that, that's the most absurd. <laughs> Widen in the field thirty-five feet. Well, then we got that field. It's called north of the border, it's dumbasses. Yeah. yeah. Now they do three downs there. Three, three downs. As quarterbacks, and get to answer your question, you make a great point. Is garbage in, garbage out? You take garbage in, the only thing you can spit out is garbage. Now, I'm all for watching the things you do wrong, but I'm not for letting them fester and beat my brain up over them. I want to feed off the things I do right. you got to go over and say, okay, you got to be a great self. you got to look at yourself and evaluate yourself. That wasn't very good on that play and how to fix it. But you also need to focus on all the great things I did. Now how am I going to take the next level to build myself to better? And it is true. I, the confidence, I got, there's a whole lot of quarterbacks in this league that are, I mean, Let's face facts. Tom Brady may be as bad an athlete as we have playing the position, but he's the best quarterback playing mm-hmm. the position because he's in the pocket, he's smart. So it's not usually the best athlete. It's the guy who's the best thinker but plays well under pressure and has convinced himself play, play that he can play. Yes, yeah. that understand that well, when the blood pressure goes up, when the temperature of the game goes up, the great ones – Blood pressure goes down. Oh, yeah, they right. play with a calm us, us mere mortals, when it starts well, to happen, they start to panic. They know you know. how to actually create the zone that's rather exactly, than wait for the zone to come exactly down. That's exactly right. They yeah. go jump all over it. And, and I've, right. I've always said this. When, when, when you study enough film and when you get to a point, you got to make this professional. We talked about Beasley, and I still don't think he's professional enough to slow the game down in his head so he's playing fast. One of the things I did was I, everyone seems to be moving slow around me because I slowed the game down. And that's kind of what Tom mm-hmm. Brady, guys do, Tom Brady does. When the pressure goes up, he's still at an even kill. His heart rate, you check his heart rate, it's never – and there's a lot of guys in the league like that. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm just not going to sing about Tom Brady, but he's one of those guys that you can see never panics. It just looked like he's – it's looked like first down on the first play or first series. Uh, but slow the game down in your head. Slow it down in your mind where you can still think when that pressure goes up. That's and I think right. one of your sh- shows, uh, Down and Dirties, were about when these guys get their intensity up and when they when it's panic mode over the situation where – I don't know if I can make this play. It's four well, what here's what the thing. When, when stress kicks in, I don't care if it's anger, fear, frustration, anxiety, any of those type of things. First thing that goes is your mind. You cannot think straight. Literally cannot think straight. Your muscles start to tense up. You hyperventilate, don't, have, don't you? You yeah. hyperventilate. Your heart's pounding. You're sweating. You don't have the ability to make the cuts that you need to. Your trajectory is off depending on what your play is. You're slower off the line. Everything goes to shit. You, Professional athletes, real athletes, uh, Alex, they're um, – they crave for these moments. I know you, you, when you're growing up and you sit in bed, or you, you, you reenact these moments playing 
sandlock football or baseball well, or basketball. I can't wait till it's fourth down and you need to score and I got to defend you. Well, and here's, you're absolutely right because here's the thing. When I work with my athletes, one of the things that I teach them is how to watch their films. And you watch it from an observatory standpoint so you're not embedded in the film. You're watching yourself and you're watching the other player as well, but that's a whole different conversation. Do you think but you're watching yourself and knowing and understanding what can you do differently the next time to play better, not what did I did ro- do wrong because right. then you get all the answers that tell you everything that you did wrong and you're embedding that in your mind and your emotions. You don't replay it at an emotional level and then you turn around and start replaying it knowing exactly what you're going to do right the next time and embed that into your mind yeah, those do, situations come up go ahead uh, do you think that he's living in 1998 and 2000 with the whole media still still sees him running through those two defenders in for the touchdown when he was with Atlanta just bursting 25 yards seemingly in two seconds do you think he still thinks that he has that uh, talent level do you think he's still that young because that's what the media perceives if him you, to be if you asked him right now, because he still got that type of game in him, he'll tell you this. Yeah, I got more. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so he, and he's full of crap. You get when you get older, you get slow. I mean, he cannot seen, be as fast as he was. Seen, okay, then nobody around him is that fast. Have you seen him? No, slow, people are get people are younger, and he's getting older. Have and I feel like if he can, I still think he can bust a four four high four three easily. Four, okay, four on him. Easily. Uh, the the crux of my question is: Do you think that if he can? Uh, uh, embrace that he is getting older and that he needs to learn a semi-new skill set or to hone in on the things that he was weaker on before Two because he, needs he can to learn run. how to do. Mechanics to be a bit more accurate passer, more accurate passer, and if in the case of that, you'll learn how to not kill a guy on a three-foot check down. Yeah. And then number two is That's to ter- take ter- his ter- game Bradshaw. to where if you had... I've always approached it in, when I, in, in training quarterbacks and judging them Approach this like you're an undrafted free agent that you're not going to make anybody's team unless you make every decision right. That's how you, you can't go. approach it as a hundred well, million dollar quarterback. Your day. Yes, well, and you got approach him right here. As if you're a guy yeah, survivor. You got him right here. Yeah, yes. they start backing yeah. off. Well, then. Yes, yeah. no, undrafted free agent. Yeah, I it, well, you know, I, I now go through my day, and that's a good point, um, uh, Sean. I go through my day like if I don't get something done today, nothing's going to work. And you approach it that way. I was undrafted, and I and I watched guys. That's why I don't believe in the draft at all. Yeah. I don't. Believe Combine's the, the most underrated week in football history. <laughs> it is, and it's all about money. You can run it's fast all about and jump money. High, but can you play ball? Why yeah. would you bring those yeah. guys? Wait, wait, wait. Watch those guys. Hold on. You When's the last time guys? you did the standing broad jump? And stopped after you're running down the field. Intercepted yeah. a pass. Stopped at the it's five yard line. Put two feet together and standing broad jumped in the end zone. You stupid. Or, grab, or, <laughs> or grabbed a ball and throw it down. Yeah. And grabbed a ball and throw it down. Why don't you do that moon moonwalk? Grab your nuts and put a glove on. I'll see you tomorrow. That's why they put it on TV. I don't think you should put the draft on TV. Who is this for? This is not the player. Mm-hmm. And then we go back into uh, Jadavian. Clowny. Clowny. Mm-hmm. You go yeah. back to Everyone's making decisions for him but him. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you this, from playing from the business part of the National Football League, they don't care a thing about you unless they can make money off That's you. That's right. And when you're done, they don't care either. They don't care Unless either. you're going to come yeah. back like a paid, a superstar that provides more for now, them. Now, how mm-hmm. can I put you on TV? Yes. How can I? Right. So, in my, to the Clowny situation, I'll say... You work out, you come out here to API, and you work mm-hmm. out. You go to any training facility, you work out. Unless you get school, I go to school to make money. You go to school mm-hmm. to make money. So that scholarship, He can yeah. finish his education. He can finish his education. You can't finish your football career and get any younger. Look at Lattimore. Yeah. Look at his running back. Toward yeah. his knee up. Yeah, his other one. After, if, if they'd have let him leave after his freshman year, he'd have been a top five pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. And exactly. been making, and had millions and then, in I the mean, bank. And then you have Teron Matthew, who literally sat out a year. And it wasn't his choice, but he's going to enter the draft. He's going thir- to be a top three round draft pick, right? People don't forget what he did two years ago. And, and with Clowney, guys, and he's the – you're right. And with Clowney, guys, I, with my total college sports football show, I, I, I watched – he is the 
Best football player, and I love Johnny Manziel, the best football player in America. I'm not. Resides I'm not, as a defensive end at South Carolina, stand up outside defensive end, pass rusher, linebacker. And that's what they need if right now. If the, guy, if the guy sets out. First of all, I think the NFL is full of shit when it comes yeah, so to that. Because well, if we can go at one and done in, in college, and why can't I do it in football? Mm-hmm. Why aren't the rooms uniform? Why aren't the rules? Why, why is football and basketball Especially different? Especially football. I'll that's even, right. I'll go, even, I'll go make it even personal and go even further with that. They let kids come out in baseball or high school. You can go to the pros. Oh, yeah. And, and you if you don't, you got to go one more year of college. Right. Then you got to go. Yeah, so right. it's for college. It's for to make that money. Okay, this college, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, all those. You make money because this guy has to come here for one year. Clowney's a top five defensive end pass rusher in the this NFL. In the NFL year. right now, you think right. so? Yeah, yeah. He's the best. Not even close. And, and not Manti Teo and Jarvis Jones. Good. Jadavian J- J- Clowney is without question. The best player. If he holds out this year, he'll still be a top three pick next year. And to his point, the NFL is is the most – well, the NFL is the most, obviously, violent sport. I mean, football is the most violent sport. Why would you make this kid risk his career twice? I wouldn't do it. To make it to the NFL. I wouldn't do it. When when in the NBA, you can let him come out after one. Before we get to down and dirty with Deborah and let's just say Kansas, University of Kansas, they beat uh, Kansas State 83-62. After losing two games this week. After losing three. They lost three games. They went to fourth. They went from well, number one. They go Oklahoma one. State, uh, TCU, TCU, and Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, TCU yeah. hot. They lost. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> that might be the they worst 14. team in, in, this is in college basketball. I love Kansas being in the 14. Not, <laughs> oh, you not do? In the top. I do, for real. This Why? Because they get that. They can't handle that pressure. These are college kids. None these of these kids. kids can. Down and dirty with Deborah. <laughs> Down and dirty with Deborah kind of blends in with what we were talking about earlier, that uh, this phrase, there is no I in the word team, I think is a bunch of bullshit. I mean, we hear team, team, team all the time. Whether you're at work or, you know, playing any sport, there's books written on it, team, team building, team management. You know, there is no I in the word team. And I think that it's, you know, you've got to be freaking kidding me because I look at a team and say, what about the individual player? You know, forget about the egos and all that kind of stuff. I understand all of that, and that's a whole different issue. But we've really, when you say that you've got to be the team player and you focus on the team, then you have players that are losing their desire, their determination, and their drive. You know, if you're going to do that, hire a bunch of robots that are going to, you know, run around and see how well you do as far as winning. You know, the I and team, you know, no I and team concept really sucks. It sucks the lifeblood out of a player, the motivation and the uniqueness. And the uniqueness of a player to know and have the skills that they need to play at a high level is what you need. You've got the skills, you need to have the attitude, you need to have the mental strokes and enable to be able to play. The first thing you need to focus on and the first things that I teach my players is you've got to focus on yourself because if you can't do what you need to do in the moment that you need to do it, then it doesn't matter about the team because you're not holding up your part of the bargain. You matter. You really need, I mean, it's that simple. You really need to stop worrying about fitting in and being liked and making other people comfortable. You need to be able to do your freaking job so you can catapult your performance and your career and at that point, at that point, you can go back and say that part of your job is to play as a team member. It's part of your job to do that. But you've got to be able to play at your high level first. Otherwise, the team's not going to even want you on the team. So don't misunderstand me. I think the team play is extremely important, but that's part of your job is to play as a team member. But you better get your act together first so that you can play your skills when you need to. Doesn't that validate what you guy, said, Kwame? Yeah, exactly. You exactly. said oh, your coach told you. You take care of your business and the team gets better. Right. The teams get better because in a team sport, and I was going to say this, unless you're a golfer, you're still part of a team. That caddy That's goes right. out and do work before you even get on a golf course. Now, granted, you have the, uh, the memory of I played this golf course before, but if I didn't do my job, 
that secondary was terrible. And I and yeah. I hope that every guy thought like that. I was just trying to do too much. So I got called in the office and said, go get a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, bring back my change. And he said, right. I said, what? He said, then what I tell you to do? All he was trying to tell me was, do your job. Yeah, do what you need to and do. And everybody, but see, mm-hmm. guys, guys on every level, <clears throat> when you leave Pop Warner, you go to high school mm-hmm. or whatever little league, you forget, you forget that to transcend from Clark Kent to Superman, back right. to Clark Kent to Superman, right. back to Clark Kent to the Superman. And those three transitions, you're in the pros. If that's if that's your destination or that's where you end up. But when you get to college, there are guys just like you. There are guys who you got to learn how to play this game now. You was great in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, you was great. That's why we gave you a scholarship. That's why we see this big future for you with our with our collegiate uh, team. Now you have to learn how to play this game mm-hmm. on this level. Now when you get to the pros, you're just another guy until you learn how to play this game okay. on this level. Uh, and I, and I well, go I, back to, and I think about Beasley. I'm like, mm-hmm. learn how to play in an NBA or the association, whatever they want to call them, stupid sales now. Learn how to play in this game right now. And then you can hone all those skills that you had. You still got them. You're just forgetting to use them. Well, and that's exactly right, because at every level, when you jump from high school to college to college, hopefully into the pros, you, you constantly go back to average. You know, once you get among the best of the best, and that's part of when I work with guys going into the, pro, uh, into the uh, combine and their pro days and those type of things, is they have to realize that the scouts look at them as average, because they're among the best of the best trying to get in. And if you don't want to be average, if you actually want to get to the 90 so you can get to the 53, you better be able to excel and do something different and better, which, again, goes back to you as an individual player, and then you can figure out how to when I leave team. When I leave here, I'm going to train six guys to get ready for the draft, mm-hmm. for the combine, which is some bull crap mm-hmm. to Sean's point. I, I don't know. A lot of stuff we do in the combines, a lot of stuff I'm doing with – see, I train my guys to these are the football situations. This is what a receiver's going to do. I don't treat – I don't – Yeah, situational say, football. Yeah, I don't teach yeah. them that other crap that they're never going to use, and they and if they ever come across that they have to use it, they're athletically enough to use it. They're athletic enough to jump over somebody who's trying to go after their legs. Is the Wonderlick test important? Um, I see some quarter, guys. Mr. Quarterback, is the one I, 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 I took it serious, and, and and you know, I if I if I was a general manager, I'd be if a quarterback scored a four, or another quarterback scored a thirty, and they're both talent, semi-talented. Matter of fact, let's say the four is a tad more talented, but the thirty score is I, I'll take the thirty score. Now, Why? I also just just because I think that he took it more serious. I, I guys who don't take it serious. But I don't want to hear that they can't take because if you can't think in that situation, mm-hmm. how are you going to think at the minute 20 well, to go under fair, pressure? Yeah. And that now, goes back to their stress that's level. That's exactly right. Think under I'm that not level. a good test taker. Well, then shit, I can't count on you late in the game now. <laughs> Do I believe it's all, it's all encompassing that, that, uh, that it, because you scored a four, you can't be a good player? Absolutely not. And the qu- truth is there's a whole bunch of guys that, that may not be able to add two plus four. But somehow they can understand what a bunch set is on a football field and still mm-hmm. operate. So mm-hmm. there's a difference in intelligence. I think it's, I think it can be a decent barometer on if the guy can handle pressure. Is he focused, or do you say I don't care about this? I'm down. Sure. Just the discipline sure. that goes I mean, with it. Should everybody? Should everybody? Every position take that test? I don't think that's it. To, to one of your do problems, I care if Jadavian Clowney scores a thirty or a twenty-four or eighteen? Not really. No. My, my, they're obviously not, go they're get the quarterback. Out, yeah, yeah, they're they're and outliers. Obviously, yes, they're outliers. For the, but I, I feel. I mean, outliers. That's a good book. Go ahead. <laughs> and I end up for that. The <laughs> outsiders. Outliers. It's a book. Outliers. Read it. Guys. And I and so for you me, go back to that. If the, if they, if everybody takes the kind, if Seattle took the combine as serious as some of these jagoffs do, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson wouldn't be a superstar. Mm-hmm. We right. would not know anything right. about it. Right. Yeah, Emmitt Smith wouldn't have been a Hall of Fame running back and been the all-time leading rush five ten, about four six. Not real fast. Yeah. Steve Largent. Jerry Rice wasn't fast. Right. Put a uniform four, on his ass. You couldn't catch him. Four, Still, six. Mm-hmm. didn't lose speed. But that's mm-hmm. what I say. There's football speed. 
and there's just regular track speed. Mm-hmm. I know guys that... We are playing football, this, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys run four or fives at cornerbacks, five, Dale McGee, Auburn University, five, eight, five, eight, I give him five, eight, four, five, no receiver can leave him, lose him. This guy got a good hip, good transition, out of break, no winner term, he had a good football instinct. So I don't put a lot... Part of the reason why I don't believe in the draft because it, it works or it doesn't. I think uh, there are teams that does the draft well, and I, I call that team Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And there's teams where you trade well. I call those teams New England Patriots. But a guy on a football field and a guy you just looking at him naked in some underwear, uh, it's a different ball game. That's the fun part, though. Well, and how can okay. you, you know, a Not guy that me. can run straight on a line and run really fast, can he run and make the cuts and those type of things? Right. On the field and remember situational play, to be able to play in a situation under the pressure at Defense any time. Defensive should not run the 40. They should run 10, 20 yards. That's it. No doubt about it. They should no, not run the 40. No question right. um, The 40 is, is relevant for some some positions. Right. But a defense line. Some of the guys, it says test, those first rather, few feet rather yeah. than the whole He's not going to walk anybody down. I'd rather test my quarterback. In the team I play, for instance, if I'm New England, I want to see how my quarterback, how fast he gets away from center and sets up on a 3-5 and 7-step yeah, drop. absolutely. And then I want to know, is he able to sidestep and still keep his vision down the field and make a play? Exactly. Is he able to deliver the ball under pressure, duress? I put all the guys yeah, if I train under duress. you can run, can't focus, don't know where the other guys are, you're SOL. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So let, me say, let me say this. Don't forget the uh, 14th annual celebrity waiter uh, at Marley Sports Grill, Old Town, Snotsdale. 4425 North Saddlebag Trail, Scottsdale, Arizona. Reach out to um, Shannon Smith, Executive Director for Suns Night Hoops. Don't forget the uh, NFL Alumni Charity Golf Event. Woo-hoo. Email me. Email Cindy Liska. Don't even C-I-N-D-Y. call me. C-I-N-D-Y. Yeah. Dot K-L-F. All right. And, um, you know, I got a root canal today. Uh, 2.15. Anybody feel sorry for me? No. no. I yeah, that. but tears are forming <laughs> right now. Not okay. Yeah, just take a shot of crown after you. This right here. Let me Before we get out of here, um, Deion Sanders, you complete idiot. You, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite athletes um, in the game today. But for him to say, I'm not on any NFL lawsuits for concussions. I should be, but I'm not on it. But for him to say what he said about guys are just trying to get money is idiotic in my in my opinion. He never made a tackle in the NFL at all because he was skilled enough, fast enough, is where he had his success. So don't you ever say guys are trying to get money. If they are, what do you think the NFL is doing to us right now? He Nothing. needs to sit with a couple of those guys. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We see you guys <laughs> oh, we were already time. out. I think we were done. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm changing stations. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasso Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.